Welcome to the Love Works Here podcast. I'm Sean York. I'm Hannah Gorham, and I'm not sure when we're going to stop introducing ourselves. Well, okay. Uh, so how's your week? It has been... It's only Monday. I don't okay, know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's nothing to go off of yet. It's looking good, though, right? <laughs> yep. Do we have anything that we're planning for? Friendsgiving. We Halloween. have a Friendsgiving coming up that's going to be this month. Oh, we're doing Crossings. Yeah. It's doing a movie night. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> You're supposed to be there, too. I am. We'll we see. are going to Glad do... the Ducks game. We... We are going to rent out a whole theater, like the best luxury theater in Southern California. That's and a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> you're right. It's, not. <laughs> it's in Rialto. It's in the Inland <laughs> Empire. Um, yeah, we have theater day coming up. That should be fun. We rented out this theater and we're going to have only our team in there. So it's going to be cool. Yeah, it's going to be good. So this episode this is episode 11 and it is making the toughest days the best days. Everyone knows in the business there are certain days that are just impossible to staff, to schedule because everyone wants to request it off. Typically, whenever it's like Thanksgiving or days that we have off in the business, Christmas, if I ever go to do anything, if I go if go to a restaurant or anything, I, I'll encourage anyone to do this. If you ever have a server or anything on Thanksgiving, I always say, hey, by the way, thank you for working on Thanksgiving. Uh, and it's appreciated. It's always appreciated. As they say in Hawaii, Aloha is free. <laughs> so that being said, there was this one Christmas that I bought Lonnie some slippers, some moccasins, and they didn't fit. And they were from Zappos. So you get them online, you don't get to try them. And there were some Ugg slippers. And so she tried them on, they were too small. And so I'm sitting around on Christmas day and I said, you know what, I'll just call them right now. You know, like it's Zappos, maybe they'll be open. I'll call the call center. I might as well just get the ball rolling. So I call them up and I'm like, hey, I bought these slippers for my wife. Uh, they were this size. And I think they said, okay, we'll go ahead and print you out a tag. And I did the return. I boxed it up right then. And before I got off the phone, I said, hey, by the way, thank you for working on Christmas Day. And she said, oh, we like working on Christmas. We get to drink. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? And uh, she sounds totally normal. Like nobody's going to, I hope I'm not getting anyone in trouble at Zappos. But uh, <laughs> she said, yeah, they, we, we do a turkey thing and we do a big. And so they made this big deal about it. But it was really interesting to me, the fact that somebody would say, I like working on Christmas. You know, that that's a day that we look forward to. And so it made me think about my own business. And while what they did, we, we can't. We'll never do. Yeah, we're never going to do that in our business. However, are there things that we could do with those tough days to schedule? Imagine if the days right now that nobody wants to work that are tough days to schedule, that we could change something to where those were the days that everyone wanted to work. So that's what this episode is about. We're going to give you a bunch of examples of things that we've done in the business. So with that, this is episode 11, making the toughest days the best days. I love my job. High volume, fast food, 160 employees. It is a pressure cooker and it gets crazy. But I truly believe that it's possible to build a business where everyone loves their job. It sounds impossible. And when I first started this business, it was. I'm not the extrovert or the social butterfly. I'd rather be building systems and crunching numbers on Excel. But I decided to stop making excuses of why I couldn't and start utilizing my love for systems to build a better culture. Today, I call it the York Framework but it's really just a collection of systems designed to make a better workplace and make people happier. I'm going to share all the mistakes I've made so that you don't have to make them. And we'll look for new problems to solve along the way. I'm Sean York and love works here. So speaking of Christmas, that was the first day that we started the turnaround with. So we're actually closed on Christmas day every year, but Christmas Eve is really hard to schedule because everybody's festivities are getting started. So I don't know when, and I can't take credit for the idea. I don't even think you can take credit for the idea. No, I can't. 
But Someone crazier than I was <laughs> came up with this. Um, every Christmas Eve, no matter if you're working in the morning or just midday or if you're closing it down, everybody at front counter and back of house wears ugly Christmas sweaters. So it feels festive throughout the whole store and... You're not coming to store in your to the store in your regular uniform. So before you even get to work, you know there's something different. There's something special, and people plan their shift like weeks in advance because they need to have something to wear. So you can't show up and be like the only one in a red polo without a sweater. So not only are you planning to be at work already, you're planning your outfit too. So that's kind of a cool thing. And you let them know in advance, uh, both you and Christine. So people are planning to get their ugly Christmas sweater. So once you have that sweater, it's like... You're locked in. I got to work. Like <laughs> I bought this sweater for this. So Which we, is kind of incredible that you're not only getting them to come to work, but you're getting them to spend money on coming to work sometimes. Oh, yeah. I'm not, we Some don't pay for the sweaters. Them. Yeah, we don't. Uh, but I, you got, you will take credit for this. I actually was never, I never wore an ugly Christmas sweater. Like for years, I didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, we pushed this whole thing to the team and, and our then, operator is and above I would it always, all. I would always show up in my regular. Not even like a Christmas tie, nothing. No, no. And just so another then. Another day for you. <laughs> just, yeah. But uh, you and Christine bought me a sweater a couple years ago and it was Melikalikimaka. Mm-hmm. It was a Hawaiian Christmas. It almost didn't make it to you because I kind of second guessed and wanted to keep it for myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, that's my sweater now, and I wear it every year. So looks good. And we always do a photo at lunch, and we do a photo at dinner, and we put those on our Instagram at CFAHVP and at CFA Crossings. You will see those ugly Christmas sweater yeah. photos, as well as. The next one, which is Halloween. Nobody wants to work on Halloween. They want to go trick-or-treating. I beg to differ. But what did we do? So what did we change? Uh, It's another really costume change. For years, we would do, we would put up guidelines of of if you wanted to wear a costume, Mm -hmm. you can. And here's some guidelines. Like it has to be food safe. It has to be family friendly. But in the last few years, you and Christine started doing this, like demanding. (laughs) And you, a strong think, word. and you think that would scare people away. You think that would be like, well, now I'm definitely not going to work. But it's counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. It actually works the opposite way, right? Yeah. My favorite story happened last year. There was this new hire in the kitchen and he really thought we were kidding. I said, we dress up every year. Like everybody dresses up. And so I don't know why he didn't think that I was serious, but he came to work like wearing his chef coat and he walks in and he like looks around to realize he's the only one who's not dressed up. He's like, I thought you were joking. <laughs> and he like went on his break across the street to Kohl's to go buy. He bought like a greaser outfit. So he bought like a whole new shirt, a pair of jeans. He got to, he still had to wear his non-slip shoes, but he comes back looking completely different after his break because he was determined to fit in with the rest of everybody else. That is awesome. It was so cool. So the next one is birthdays. No, it's not. No, Cal it's Appreciation not. Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the next day is Cal Appreciation Day. Now, if you know Chick-fil-A Cal Appreciation Day, it gets wild. Like, it is <laughs> the day that all the cows, like, show up. It is very festive, but it can get a little bit crazy. The dining room is packed. There's not a seat in the house. Sometimes there's a line stretched out the door, like, forever. And if you're a team member, you're thinking it can be tough and it's loud and noisy. So there's enough reasons to say, like, I might want to ask this day off, you know, <laughs> and so it can be tough to staff. So 
What did we do? Well, I will tell you this. <laughs> yeah, you have to explain. Yeah. So for a long time, working for me at the crossings, we didn't do much. Like if they wanted to wear, you know, do something they could. And then when I took over Hidden Valley, there was a long-standing tradition. And everybody loved this tradition. What You get to make your own. Yes. You make your own cow shirt and come wearing that. But the problem was you looked a lot like a guest. So nobody was wearing red polos and you couldn't tell who was who, who worked there and who was just it, coming to it celebrate. It just looked like a bunch of customers were behind the counter. And some of them were in red and some of them were in white and t-shirts. And it, there was no uniformity and whatsoever. that drove you crazy. It drove me crazy. And I was the bad guy. Everybody so, out of your costumes. Yeah. And so the one cow appreciation day, like I... I basically ruined Christmas. You know, <laughs> was it that year that you did that, or was it the next year? Yes. Oh, you said we I think you said the consolation was you can wear something cow spotted. You can't wear the shirt, but it could be something, bows an or accessory. ties, or and that yeah. was okay. But people still weren't happy about it. They were like, "What happened to the?" You know. So then the next year, it was mandatory. You had all these strips of fabric. Yes, I buy out Hobby Lobby every year. And you said you had to have something on you, a cow spotted something Mm -hmm. and for some reason (laughs) it took off that was exciting (laughs) and people had karate bandanas like they had ultimate warrior like (laughs) muscle straps they had like all these they get real creative they get and 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 they would make a tie like some of the guys would make a tie out of it even a bow tie pocket squares and you know it turned into something Mm-hmm. And out of thin air, and we brought the camera to work, and we took all these photos of everybody, and then after it, we print the photos on Shutterfly, put them in the break room. So the break room wall is cow spot here, cow spot here, cow spot here. If you're just looking at the photos, you would think everyone was covered head to hoof. Yeah, <laughs> everyone was covered head to hoof. Yes, but it's really just these accessories. But it's fun, and we celebrate it, and then it goes in our culture book, and so you don't want to miss out, and. Yeah. So like set up the hair salon in the break room. It's like everybody gets there a couple minutes early if they're going to like weave cow spots into their braids. It's crazy. It's cool. So the next one, birthdays. Nobody wants to work on their birthday, right? Right. What if, I had this idea several years ago. What if our employees said, my birthday is the one day that I can't miss work. So we started, we started in layers, but how it looks today is if you work, what do you get? Well, first of all, you get to pick your own shift. So it's like, do you want a little one? Do you want a big one? How long and when do you want to be with us? So we ask them first, do yes. you want to work on your birthday? Yes or no. And what shift? So yeah. already there's a little bit of like autonomy. Exclusivity. And, yeah. Yeah. So they get that. That's a, that's just a benefit. So of, they make the schedule for the day. And how many of them would you say currently for us asked to work on their birthday versus not like 50, 50 or. No, I would say three out of four choose to work on their birthday. That's good. Some of them do have stuff like they scheduled way in advance or like other families surprising them. So they really will be out of town or Doesn't something sound like, like a that. surprise if they knew about it. <laughs> but yeah, I would say three and four do okay. work at least a little shift. So they, they get to pick their shift, and then mm-hmm. what? What do we do? Well, they come in, and there's always a banner hung. So we, like the break room gets decorated for them. So they get their happy birthday banner, and then everybody gets every single time a cake that has their name on it. And we have to go get those cakes. The good news is we know in advance when to bring that cake mm-hmm. because we know that they're scheduled. And that's something that we do once a month. We say, here's all the birthdays, and we figure out when they are, and then we figure out if they're working or not. So the last thing we want is for someone to show up on their birthday 
and then nobody go like, oh my gosh, like nobody got him a cake and like, oh, that's that's the worst. So we stay way on the front side of that and we make sure we know when the schedule's written that we're going to need a cake on that day. And at some point, everybody's singing awkwardly to you. Yeah. And it's kind of a surprise. They'll show up and we'll go, okay, like it's like, let's run into the kitchen and surprise them with this birthday cake and sing really loud. So that is something if you go to our Instagram also, we have stories. We'll also do, we'll take a picture and we'll do a story. Oh, yeah, that's true. yeah. If you go to our Instagram, you'll see if you click on the stories, you'll see all of our, there's a one solid story of highlight of all of all our of birthdays. The birthdays from the year. Even people that don't work there anymore, they're still on there forever. They on their birthday. Yeah. That's what you get. Sorry. <laughs> Shouldn't have worked on your birthday. So we have done some special things on, on other days that we know like, Hey, thanks for working. Uh, like 4th of July is one that it's typically we bring food and it's not something that we publicize or that we, you know, advertise for in the break room, but we'll typically get food. And then during the day, both you and Christine will get like flag accessories and take a bunch of photos and boomerangs and then post them on that day. Mm -hmm. It's always a cool thing. Uh, it's more of kind of a thanks for working and, you know, honoring the team members that are there and celebrating our nation. <laughs> Go America. So all those were holidays or full days, like making the holidays, some of the best days. But now let's talk about some of the tasks we've done, the toughest jobs. How do we take those jobs that nobody wants to do and make them at least slightly desirable? <laughs> we talked about in the last episode, lemon juicing. Yes. And that was one. So we covered that pretty much in depth, but that is a job that happens every single day that is tough. And we went about adding a little bit of competition to it, making sure that they could see and track their progress and how they were doing. And I don't know if we mentioned this in the last episode, but there is a, a there was this whole movement across our brand where all these stores started getting lemon juicers. And I actually went to the team and I said, hey, we can buy the lemon juicer. It's some ridiculous amount, but I'm willing to do it for you. And they said, absolutely not. Get that juicer out of here. Like, yeah. So at some point, the tough job became not so bad. Yeah. But it is. It's hard. It is a tough job. But uh, that is, if you didn't hear it, it's the last episode. We talked about everything we did to make that a, a desirable job. The Sultan of Citrus. The Sultan of Citrus. Everybody wants to be the Sultan of Citrus. <laughs> Here's a job. We wanted to do a cleaning day one time. And I was like, man, how am I going to get these, these people to come out on a Sunday and scrub the floors and, and clean all this they stuff. would work harder on that day than they do like all of their other shifts. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really tough day. How do I do it? And so one of the things one time I said that we were going to make your own milkshakes. It's going to be a Sunday and we we're going to fire up the ice cream machine and that you could make anything you want. And I, I think I advertised a Red Bull milkshake that you could make that <laughs> if you wanted to. It's a horrible <laughs> idea. It's And I don't know why you'd want to, but if you wanted to, you could, you could do that. And so bring whatever you want all whatever topping you wanted whatever mix in and we're gonna make our own milkshake and so that was kind of like the whole theme of the thing oh yeah and they'll be cleaning <laughs> after you clean the mess we're gonna make another one yeah well and we did <laughs> yeah we sure did but uh so that was something that we did uh so it's just you know coming up with creative ideas to do something out of the ordinary that you would never get to do on any other day and i had to tell the team never ever like we don't make our own like that's not allowed but on this day it's 100% allowed and it's celebrated. <laughs> What's another one? So as far as exclusive things go, you are a fan of turning anything and everything into a club. So another, the other half of the lemon juicing job is doing truck and that involves a lot of heavy lifting. Truck is tough. Take it from there. Nobody wants I've to I've never do been truck. a part of this club, so you have to okay. describe this next Well, one. here's the thing about this club. I wanted to make it so... Ex well, I'll go back. We were having a tough time because nobody wanted to do truck. 
The truck comes in, drops a bunch of boxes off. They're heavy. They're cold. They're cold. Some of them are freezing. And like our chicken box is 36 pounds. Like, and there's a lot of them. It's just tough work. Nobody wants to do it. And so we were having a really tough time staffing it. And and even when we staffed it, some people would call out sick because they just we were dreading this. It'd be tr- that really early too. Yeah, super early. So it just, and they, or they'd sleep in and all oh, my alarm, like just nobody, you could tell like nobody wanted to do these, these shifts. So I, I met with, uh, with somebody, I said, man, we got to make it desirable. Like we got to make it a thing that everybody wants to do. So I came up with this crazy idea. If you're listening to this and you remember, I think like in the nineties or the two thousands, there was this uh, graffiti, this street art thing about Andre the giant that you would see everywhere. And it said, Andre the giant has a posse and nobody knew who was putting these things up. there was no brand. It was no gang. Like who's doing this and why are they doing it? And where are they coming from? Like I wanted a sticker, (laughs) you know, I like nobody was making them. Like you couldn't buy them anywhere, but they were everywhere. And so it, so many people had questions like, what is it and who's doing it, you know? And it was like this mystery for a long time. And so anyway, I said, I'm going to start putting up these stickers throughout the store and I'm not going to tell anybody about it. And it's going to say the bad boy truck club. And I had this, uh, if you remember the bad boy, I think it was like bad boy surf club or something. It was an old brand from the eighties that nobody knows about now, but I took this character this cartoon character and i just put bad boy truck club in the same font and i I made it pink like i highlighted it in pink so (laughs) it would stand out and i took these stickers and i put them all over the store and i hid them in places that the only way you would see them is if you were doing the truck so way up in the racking like where a box you climb up on a ladder and put this box there and then you'd see the sticker it said bad boy truck club and so i started hearing them say like what's the bad boy truck club i keep seeing it everywhere and I would say, like, I don't, I don't know. And then I would look at it and, and then I thought you put that up. I don't know. Ask around. Like, that's, I've, you know. And so I made it a big thing that I wouldn't answer. I wouldn't tell anybody. And people started talking about what's the, like, everyone wanted to know what it was, you know, and who was it. And so it was a mystery. And eventually I led on to some guys that were kind of, that were taking ownership of the truck. I said, hey, just so you guys know, the Bad Boy Truck Club is, I, I made all these. And they're like, no way, that's awesome. And so it lived for a while. They, they would talk about the, you know, hey, I have a, they would say, I got a Bad Boy Truck Club shift tomorrow at 6.15. And um, so it kind of lived on its own afterwards. And so it was kind of cool. At one time they were getting gloves that were all, they would get slip resistant gloves for the boxes, you know, these cardboard gloves, and they would get the pink ones. <laughs> And so those were like the pink gloves or the bad boy truck club. So again, it had to do like, you know, kind of like the ugly sweater thing. It was, you know, some garment that set them apart from everyone else. Anyway, that was a, that was a big one. That was a big undertaking, but it was fun. That you should fun. do it. If you're listening that to that, do, if you, if you do this, please let us know about it. Like send us something. <laughs> I know somebody's going to do something like this. Somebody's going to do something cooler. Please let us know. Yeah, yeah, let us know because I'll end up taking your idea too. <laughs> so what else do we have? Uh, transition, breakfast transition. Those aren't fun. No, those are rough. Why are they rough? Well, we're busy just in general, but breakfast transition is from 10 to 10.30. Everybody knows, hopefully, that Chick-fil-A breakfast ends at 10.30. So we're serving lunch and we're serving breakfast at the same time in our really small kitchen. So it's just busy and there's a lot to do and there's a lot to try to keep organized. But I had never made it a record before, like an actual record that we keep track of on our board. It was on the board. It used or to be no, on the board. No, it was on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to, we'd have a record board and that was one of them. And then we took it off because people, you know, at some point they'd stopped paying attention to it. But, but apparently funny. they didn't. No, they did. It's still it in their brains. Yeah. They're like, wait, didn't, how do we know if we broke the transition record? I was like, I didn't know anybody was like, I'm not even tracking. How are you tracking? So this idea was if it's tough, track the results. 
It's a rush. And, and so this idea also is is kind of interesting because when you're trying to beat a record, I could go into the kitchen and say, "Oh, here's your log jam. Like, here's the problem that we need to fix." And the kitchen would, you know, could say, "Like, no, you're not. You know, that's not correct." But there's one of me, and there's ten of them. You're unleashing all ten of them to come up with better ideas to how they do their job quicker. It's kind of like enlisting all of them to solve their own problem. So make a record. Try and break it, and you'll find everybody's going to come up with little ideas that they wouldn't have otherwise. So, Sean, something that you always say is our happiest, is it happiest moments, best moments? Our happiest moments rarely happen alone. They happen with others. Yes. So if we, have, if we want to stand any chance of any of these tough things becoming something memorable and something that actually is happy or exciting, it definitely has to be something that brings people together. Yeah, and I think that that's every one of these, if there's a common thread in here, it's, you know, bringing people together. Yeah, and making family them, feel. Making them feel like, hey, we're all in the trenches and we're going to do this together. Christmas and Halloween, it's, and Cal Appreciation Day, it's adding a costume. Yeah, we're going to have fun and we're going to be silly and we're going to do it all together. And everybody's going to do it. And then the next thing, bringing food, like bringing food, whether it's milkshakes or, or pizza, brings people together. Mm-hmm. We know it to be true in the restaurant business. And making it a competition, making things a competition is always good. A friendly one. A fr- well, a competition where we all win, not a competition that drives people apart. Okay. That is a Dan Pink principle from the book Drive. He talks about competition should bring people together, not pull them apart. So when I say competition, adding competition to it, it's can we beat last year or can we beat the team from last month or, you know, can we beat another store? Like it's something where even if you don't hit the record, we kind of all win and it kind of drew us all together. And so that's the net win here. So, and then the last one, anytime you can make something an exclusive club that, you know, club. yeah, we talked about like bringing people together and then, and then exclusive, very exclusive. exclude. People. Well, <laughs> it's the people that are in the trenches going through the toughest job. If you can honor them and say, Hey, it's, it's a higher calling. Like what you're doing is exclusive. It's a higher purpose. It's, it's an exclusive thing that not, not very many people get to say that they get to do, but you get to say that. And so making it something special, sometimes they rally around that and they go, I'm proud to do this, you know? And so that's a special thing when you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. So those were all of our ideas. I'm sure we have other ones that we'll think about. I'll probably... Just, I know, we'll be kicking ourselves. Like in the middle we'll of the night, I'll be like, oh, the, we do that. the thing, that's our thing. Uh, but those are the ones we can remember. Right now. So <laughs> if you have some of these that you've done, that you've where you've made a tough job, one of the best jobs, reach out to us. We would love to know. We're always looking for good ideas and uh, I'm sure there are many others. So that was it. If you are accessing this podcast through the Apple platform on your brand new iPhone 11 (laughs) (laughs) please give us a review or at the very least a rating a constructive criticism no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) for Hannah (laughs) thank you for tuning in this has been the Love Works Here podcast episode 11 making the toughest days the best days take care of yourselves and be well Mm -hmm.